Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Unlimited Horizons by the International Association of Women, our podcast where I get to connect and talk with our incredible members from around the world about what they're up to. And often we walk away learning from their experiences and getting tips and resources we can use in our own journeys. I'm so excited today. I'm here with Kate McClare, who's the CEO and founder of Kate's Copy. Kate is a content creator who helps people share their stories in the most effective way, whether on social media, through blogging, or by publishing books. She's got several decades of experience as a professional writer and editor, starting in daily newspapers and continuing to magazines and brand marketing. She formed Kate's Copy three years ago so that she could build some independence for herself by helping others share their stories. Kate, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Megan. Um, (laughs) Tell us a little more about Kate's Copy and how you got into writing. Writing is something I had wanted to do my whole life. I I loved reading when I was a kid, and I thought, oh, I'd like to do that when I grow up. So I, I, when I got into college, I was going to be a, um, an English major, and I decided to to look for a way of actually earning a living by writing. So I went to work for the student newspaper, which was great training. Uh, I think, at, at least at that time, daily newspapers, which were more, far more numerous than they are today, uh, is a great training ground for writing because it forces you to write every day and constantly. Um, you work for a small newspaper and you have to write five or six little stories a day. So I, uh, I eventually moved to, to bigger things, uh, and I started writing, getting into marketing and feature magazines. Um, I went to work for a cruise retail company, which is, uh, we, we manage the gift shops for major cruise lines and I'm in the marketing department. We, we create promotional copy and, signs and posters and um, and various kinds of copy that attract people to the stores, which I like doing, but I've, I'm on the side, I'm, I'm building this business for, to help other people and to have more varied and a little more substantial work. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm starting to do a lot of book editing now with nice. uh, helping people who aren't professional writers or, or don't think they can just to show them that they can. So yeah. um, I'm enjoying that with a lot of variety. And I, I like the long, longer term projects like that. Yep. I love it. I, I, so your, your motto on your screen, and I know those listening won't be able to see this, but you say yeah. storytelling that sells, right? And, and we had a brief conversation before we went live about um, our words and how we use certain words. I know that from a marketing perspective, we, we tend to keep things simple and messaging is, is really important. But one thing I consistency women do from time and time again is use minimizing words in their emails or in their text messages or in things that they're sharing. And a lot of asking for permission, a lot of the, the use of the word just. So can you talk to us about what minimizing words are and how they influence somebody or how they affect our writing. Yeah, that's a great question, a great topic. Um, 
it's it ranges from just single words like just I just wanted to check in with you. Um, I'm uh, and then it, it because just the word just it it really it's like an apology. Like, oh, I'll, that's all I'm doing. Don't worry. I'm not going to bother you. This won't much take much time. And then we get into long phrases and, you know, kind of long introductions to the to the copy, giving a lot of background, almost as though we, we need to prove why it matters that you're reading this, that you're giving us any time. Um I think I, I always think the the perfect demonstration of this is I was watching Wheel of Fortune one night. And I don't know if you know that game show, but um, the male contestant said, uh, I'd like to buy a vowel. And the female contestant, when it was her turn, said, can I buy a vowel? Like she, she had to, I mean, you know, asking permission there is silly, but, you know, because that's the way women are, are, are conditioned and raised to feel like we don't deserve what we're asking for. So we minimize the ask and we minimize ourselves and it's it's almost like we're saying please can i exist you know (laughs) thank you so much for taking a minute of your time for me right yeah no i think you're right that women do have this tendency to apologize to justify to minimize and when we do that in our written copy i i i'm gonna pull emails out here because this is where i see a lot of this happening is Mm -hmm. is within emails um what do you think the impact of that is? So when we when we do an email that doesn't just get to the point and doesn't just have the ask but justifies it or minimizes the the check in, what do you think the impact of the from the reader's perspective is? I think it makes them take you less seriously. Mm-hmm. And these days people read a lot of stuff, a lot of emails, and so they they get impatient with you too. And so they they want you to get to the point. I mean it it you really have to train yourself. It feels abrupt. Um, and you know, it's always good to start with a little nicety, like, you know, good morning. Hope you're doing well. You know, although I think people are really start, that's starting to become really old and tired, but you know, good morning. And then get to the point because people, especially email, uh, email is not for chatting. Um, and so they, they kind of like when I read a, an email with, with a long wind up, so to speak, I get impatient saying, okay, what do you want? What's, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you, you nailed that in terms of what the, the, the impact is. So as I I love to tie tips into this podcast. So as, as we're writing emails, as we're, we're going throughout our day and, and we start to write an email, what's something we can do to be more intentional? Because I think a lot, a lot of women, it, it this becomes their style. And so it almost, it's almost ingrained in them to write this way. So how do we break that habit? First, Megan, I I think it's, it's always good in anything you write to give it a little thought. I mean, write what you want, what you have to say, don't hit send yet. Look it over and make sure it's what you want to say. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done that and thanked whoever that I thought to, you know, take certain things out. Because they, they either they're too serious or they're, or they're too jokey, you know. And yep. uh, they say it it feels good sometimes to write all that stuff and get it off your chest, but then you delete it. I think a good trick for that is to not put in the recipient field until you're actually ready to send. Then you don't have to worry about premature sending, and it, it gives you a chance to go back and read it and make sure that 
you are saying what what you need to say and only what you need to say. You don't need to dress it up, um, make yourself sound smart, or again, you know, apologize and thank them for right for listening to you. And then thank, uh, it also thank saves you for, you for opening my email. Thank you. Yes, for I know. I know. <laughs> It's a hard habit to break. I'm just starting really to yeah. um to do it effectively. Yeah, but I love what you said about take the two don't even put in the the who you're sending to until after you've finished writing and take the time to pause and think about what you're writing, but then go back and look for where have you minimized or where have you over explained or where have you included detail that mm-hmm. really isn't essential to the email. Um, yeah, I think that also, yeah, that also helps you focus on what you're writing as opposed to who you're writing to. Absolutely. Uh, Then you can, then you can, then you can focus on who you're writing to. So you're right. You're sending to the right people. I always make sure, um, if, if I get an email from a client that possibly that may have copied their client that I'm, I'm writing for, um, to make sure that I'm only writing to the people in the agency that I'm working for. No, yep. rather than sometimes <laughs> other, you you have to realize other people make mistakes too. Yep. They might have. So, but at any rate, I never, I try never, I, I do. I never, I don't like to say try anymore. Um, that's another one. <laughs> try. I'm going to try to do that. No, you're going to yep. do it. Just think yeah, before you write. Just- We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. And I think being, t- being aware, so like go, go back and look at some emails that you've sent and look at the different people you're writing to and go back and do an assessment of yourself, right? You can, you can go back and look, use your history to, to see, oh, am I doing that? Become more self-aware of what mm-hmm. you're actually doing. Um, and take, take, I mean, as with any habit, it takes a lot of time and practice, right? So, yes, it does. It does. <laughs> but being, being self-aware is the first step. You have to know you're doing it before you can fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. One of the things that I want to segue into is talking about how we, how we find the things that are going to resonate with our audience. So as we're writing and what, how do we write about ourselves or how do we, how do I identify the things that are going to resonate with our audience to build those connection points that then help us to move forward with, with selling or or converting or doing what we need to do? I think it begins with knowing yourself and and if you have something to say about yourself it's probably a universal uh experience especially if you're writing for women you know lack of confidence is something that many women share and it's always uh it's always effective to use a, to use storytelling people love to read stories and they they love to see themselves in you 
Yep. But they have to see themselves. Even when you're writing about yourself, it needs to be something that the reader or the audience can identify with. Yep. Um, but, and it, and it's, it also is helpful to show your vulnerability. Um, yes. I did a, I did a video post on LinkedIn about, uh, I, I had been looking at those, uh, reels videos on on facebook and one of them was so ridiculous it was this woman who had um she had handcuffed her wrists together and then she had a bungee cord that attached herself to the back of a toilet and she was showing how to get out of that and and you know the um the tagline was this is something everyone must know (laughs) like everyone gets uh Everyone gets handcuffed to a toilet <laughs> at least once a day. I'm, you know, but she was, it was so stupid. And there was a cockroach in the back of the toilet to kick it all off. So um, <laughs> I was thinking, man, this woman, uh, she thinks this is great. You know, she did this stupid video and she's really proud of it. And she put it out there. And why am I thinking that I can't do video until it's perfect? I've spent three days on a script and, I'm going to do it. And so yeah. I, I did a video saying, I mentioned the video, the, uh, the reels thing. And I said, you know, you, you just have to do what you just, just do it. I didn't use those words, thankfully, but the basic message was don't worry about being perfect. The perfect is the enemy of the good. Just, you know, go for what you want. And I got so many impressions. I got the highest number of impressions ever on a video, which I really just kind of did off the top of my head. I didn't write a script. I just, yep. I mean, I kind of had some notes, but I didn't, uh, I didn't worry. And so I, and, and I think, I think I probably touched a nerve for some for certain people because they saw themselves in that. And yep. so you have to, um, you need to relate your stories about yourself to them, but they need to be, uh, um, ostensibly about yourself. Right. They're really about right. the reader. Right. And, um, you know, it helps to, to be empathetic. I mean, women have an advantage there for yeah. all of our apologizing and, um, and worry about, you know, having permission to do anything. We, that means that makes us very empathetic. And that's really good for writing because yeah. it gives you a sense of what other people are going through and, and that they can recognize in you and they can share something. And so it, it gets their attention. Yeah. So I love the example you shared because I think it shows us when we get vulnerable and when we, when we show up really authentically with truly things that resonate with other people, not everything's going to resonate, but you touch those points of, Oh, I'm not the only one who feels like, yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I'm not the only one. And I think mm-hmm. that, that when I think about the people who have influence on me, the people who I follow on social media, the people who I connect most with, it's the people who show up in a space where I look at them. I'm like, wow, I relate to that so much. And so as a, as a business owner or a marketer or in your career, when you, when you build in this element of storytelling and relatability, it allows your audience mm-hmm. to build those connections. And we know those connections are what build trust and what, what help keep us connected. So I, yeah, I love was, the example uh... you shared. Yeah, that was a big revelation for me because up until then I had been thinking, um, 
as a lot of women do, I think, oh, I'm not good enough at this to really present myself as an authority. You know, I have, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been a writer and editor for like literally decades, <laughs> but, but somehow I'm not experienced enough. Um, and, um, but people love to see that you're willing to make, that you've made, 